We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, welcome back to the show. Joe Zagacki, Don Bailey Jr., Miami and Pittsburgh on Saturday. We'll be, in, we'll be at Heinz Field on the banks of the Three Rivers for Miami and Pittsburgh. Looking forward to that. It's supposed to be raining. Ohio? Al- uh, Allegheny and, and Monongahela. Mon- Monongahela. We can say, t- I, c- I can't even spell them if I had to put Monongahela. All yeah. Right. Monongahela, Monongahela. Monongahela. Is it Hela or Hela? I don't know. Tomato, tomato. Anish Shroff from ESPN. He'll He's know. probably be- been there and he would know. Uh, Anish, good evening. How are you? I don't know. I thought it was Monongahela, but. Monongahela sounds right, too. <laughs> Just as long as they don't ask anybody to spell it, correct? Exactly. I, I have to ask you this question before we dive into college football. I just mentioned this to Don, and, and probably nobody else in the country will ask you this. Uh, one of your broadcast partners uh, is very famous, right? Former broadcast oh, yeah. partner, uh, I don't know, was it maybe five years ago, Alex Cora, was down here doing University of Miami baseball with Anish, yeah. right? And, of course, just missed on the World Series this year, a couple of years ago, won it all. Uh, isn't that funny? You know, it's amazing because we talked about it when we were down in Coral Gables for the regional and Supers, actually. And this guy would diagnose pitches, and, and he would just kind of look at me and he'd make, you know, a breaking ball motion with his hand, and the next pitch would be a breaking ball, and then, you know, almost calling pitches from the dugout before they would happen. Um, the scenarios where we would talk between innings, and you could see the wheels turning. Hey, if this happens, I would do this. They've got this guy on the bench and this guy in the bullpen. And he was managing in-game, and it was pretty cool to see. So even then, you kind of knew, and, and he had said, hey, one day, obviously, I would like to manage. He made no secret of that. But even then, you could see this guy was going to be not just a manager, but a really good one. His mind worked as a manager, even when he was broadcasting. He, go, he goes from college baseball to the Boston Red Sox. I'm thinking, Don, you, you know Mark Tressman. Of course. Now he's a law professor for the University yep. of Miami. Uh, way, way back in the early 90s at this radio station, I hired him. He was out of football. I hired him to do a show with Hank Goldberg. And after, I don't know, the after one year, just so happened the 49ers are here for the Super Bowl. Uh, they have a coaching change. The next year he goes from, you know, guest hosting one night a week to offensive coordinator of the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. You never know. Anish, what did you think of the UM the other night? You, you had us against, you had Miami against North Carolina State. 
What were your thoughts of the of, of the Canes and, and Tyler Van Dyke? Yeah, the, the really two things I walked away with. One, um, you look at Miami's history since they joined really the ACC, and, and quarterback play has not been an area where they've had consistent production. Boy, you can dream on Tyler Van Dyke, can't you? That was his third ACC game, his fourth career start. You're playing maybe the best defense in the conference. He you know, brings back some of that old Miami swagger with his comments earlier in the week, and then he backs it up um, for a guy making his fourth career start. I thought it was awfully impressive. He's got a cannon for an arm. We can see what kind of deep ball that he throws. Um, he played with a lot of confidence. Uh, talking to Rhett Lashley the day before the game, you know, they kind of mentioned they were going to cut it loose a little more in the first half than they did the previous couple of weeks. So I think the coaches put a great game plan around him. But, uh, Joey, that last play, right, on that last drive when Miami's got the ball third and long, and I, we thought, you know, you probably run the ball, you punt it away, you pin NC State, and, you know, you, you see if your defense can, can get a stop. They didn't have any timeouts. Instead, they put the game in Van Dyke's hand. That showed you a lot. The other thing that jumped out to me is that Manny Diaz still has the locker room. I know what the critics are and, and everybody around um, you know, uh, the periphery, whether it's, it's media, national or local, or even some of the fans. They're frustrated by that 2-4 and four start. But um, after you know, heartbreaking losses to Virginia and North Carolina and an NC State game that could have gone either way, Right up until the very end, you, show, you saw a team that had a lot of fight, and you saw a team that uh, Manny Diaz still very much has uh, in terms of the locker room. I don't know if you've called any games with Kenny Pickett, but your thoughts on him. Here's a guy coming in with 46 games, wow. 43 starts, and you know I don't like his touchdown-interception ratio. 23 touchdown passes and only one pick so far this season. You talk about somebody who – got really good advice in the offseason. There was a lot of chatter that Kenny Pickett could have gone pro, and he's probably in the mid to late rounds. And he decided, no, I'm going to come back for one more year, put in the work in the offseason, and his draft stock is shot up through the roof. Um, Instead of somebody maybe listening to, uh, you know, the folks who are telling him what he wants to hear, he got real advice. No, you need another season of college football. And really he's remade himself in the offseason. I remember just a few years ago, Kenny Pickett was kind of like a game manager, and he's become now a game changer for Pitt. And in my estimation, um, you know, I've watched a lot of ACC football this year. I have not had a Pitt game, but I've seen enough of Pitt. I think they're the best team in the conference. Yeah, it's going to be a big challenge for Miami. They've scored at least 27 in every game. Anisha, uh, you have the, the pleasure of seeing multiple teams, not just one from week to week. Who has jumped out at you from, some, from the games that you've called? Well, you know, the game that I have this weekend, I've got Cincinnati, the number two team in the country, and, and they play Tulane, who's off to a rough start. But diving in the video, watching a lot of Cincinnati this past week, the last couple of days at least, uh, I tell you, they, they looked apart. Um, since he's been awfully impressive. Um, you know, Ole Miss is one that I had early in the year, and we walked away. I think it was week two or week three, and we said, Matt Corral, that might be the best quarterback in the country. Maybe the first quarterback taken when the draft rolls around. His stock has only gone up uh, with the insane numbers that he's put up. So, you know, those two kind of jump to mind. They're probably at the front of mind. But uh, I'll tell you, watching Cincinnati this year, there was a very real chance we could see a group of five team get into that playoff. Uh, they have the defense. They've got a veteran quarterback, too. And they've got a really good runner, running back 
uh, a kid who actually was an Alabama transfer. You know, we were in our pregame before uh, last week's ball game. The, the conversation was, does Cincinnati deserve to be there? And I took the stand that, yes, they do. They went on the road and they beat a Notre Dame. They went on the road and they beat an Indiana. I believe that was on the road as well. They've done everything that needs to be asked of them. And why shouldn't they be there? Why shouldn't they be there? And that question is because the playoff committee has shown in, in what, seven-plus years now that we've had the, the playoff format that, uh, listen, the group of five doesn't get loved. I went back and looked at every single playoff ranking. You know, every week that the playoff ranking came out over the last seven years, no group of five team has been ranked higher than seven. There hasn't, forget top four, there hasn't even been a team in the top six and then when you start looking at the final playoff rankings, I mean, we're talking about undefeated group of five teams with multiple two-loss, not one loss, two-loss power five teams ahead of them. If you have a one-loss group of five team that happens to be the highest ranked in the group of five, we've seen where there's multiple three-loss power five teams ahead of them. So the deck is so stacked. What helps Cincinnati, you look at all the AP ballots. They're in the top four on all the three ballots this week. There is a general perception that, yes, they belong if they run the table and win the conference. Passes prologue is not supposed to apply. You guys have seen it. It applies to Alabama. It applies to Ohio State. It applies to Clemson. Here's where I think it may apply to Cincinnati as well. What did they do last year? They ran the table in the regular season. They win their league title. Their only loss was to Georgia by three points in a New Year's Six Bowl Georgia kicks a field goal in the final seconds, and that was a game in where Cincinnati had, I believe, a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter, and Georgia now is the number one team in the country. So um, if you factor all that in, you know, I think you can say, listen, they got the defense. They passed the eye test. To your point, you know, you play who you play. How many teams are going on the road and playing two power five teams on the road in non-conference? Nobody. Well, you know what Cincinnati reminds me of? I always bring it back local. They remind me of when Miami was an independent. And when Miami was an independent, they played, you know, their schedule would be built around similar schools. Miami would play Cincinnati. They'd mm-hmm. play East Carolina. They would also play Florida State. Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Yep. And yep. people forget kind of like when they went into that Nebraska game, Miami was ranked sixth in the country. They got an opportunity against the number one team that allowed them to leapfrog over everybody. Yeah, and again, when you're in a group of five, I mean, you get weighed down the second half of the year because of your conference schedule. Um, that's what Cincy's up against. So let's say they win Saturday. Rankings come out Tuesday. Let's say they're at number four. That doesn't make you feel safe. You know, they've got, what, SMU? and then maybe SMU again in a conference championship, whereas teams in the Big Ten and the Big 12, you know, you're going to get some ranked opponents. You're going to get some bona fide road environments where if you win those games, your stock, you know, increases more than it would for Cincinnati. So I don't think they're a lock, if, even if they run the table. I think they should be. I don't think they are, but that, that's going to be a fun debate over the second half of the year. Uh, big game for, for Pittsburgh against the University of Miami. Yeah. Uh, big game. For, they're all big for Miami. But also uh, the game right after Miami, the 3-30 game this week, Florida State's at Clemson. Yeah. Florida State's feeling pretty good right now. Clemson probably not so good. 
Anish, what, what's happened to Clemson's offense? And uh, they're still a double-digit favorite in that game. Miami's a double-digit underdog, by the way, to pit 11-point dog. Florida State's a 10-point dog to Clemson. You know, I had Clemson in the game against Syracuse on Friday night a couple of weeks ago. Defensively, they're still elite, still championship caliber. Offensively, they have no identity. Um, missing Travis Etienne, not just as a rusher, but also as a receiver out of the backfield. They really haven't been able to replicate that. Uh, they're hoping to get Will Shipley back. But, again, he's still a freshman. Uh, DJ Lee Ungalale, you know, for whatever reason, I don't know if he's got the yips or what, but he's just been wildly inaccurate. He got benched last weekend. So, uh, you know, their quarterback situation becomes one to watch. They have not been great up front on the offensive line. They got pushed around by – by Syracuse, they got pushed around by Pitt. Um, and the wide receivers, um, whether it's losing talent to the NFL, injuries for guys who are on the roster this year, and then certain younger guys who just haven't taken that leap. Uh, how many times have we seen Clemson? They always have, you know, uh, an elite future Sunday type of receiver. That guy's not on the roster this year. And so it's an offense without an identity. A lot of criticism has gone to Tony Ellett. I'm just not sure they have the pieces that fit this year. And when you lose Trevor Lawrence, when you lose Trevor, uh, Travis Etienne, I know, you know it's easy to say, well, it's Clemson. They've been recruiting all these guys. But you know, at some point, you, know, you might hit a snag in the road. I don't think this is by any means the beginning of the end for Clemson. There's still too much talent in the system. There's still too much talent coming in. But you know, this, this might be one of these seasons where – you know, they lose four or five games and they look vulnerable. And then, you know, in a year or two from now, they're back to being Clemson again. Your thoughts on Wake Forest? They're sitting 7-0, and but uh, they've got a pretty tough November coming. So you, you think they can hang on there? And, and what would that do for the Atlantic Division of the ACC or the ACC overall if they can swing it and, and, get it, and go with maybe one loss or go undefeated? If they go undefeated, they'll make for an interesting test case. The the only issue there is, you know, where are you going to pick up those wins that move the needle? Because so many of these teams in the ACC have been knocked around and beat up. Um, would a win over Pitt be enough to, to get you into the playoff over, let's say, a Cincinnati or maybe an undefeated Oklahoma? Probably not. With Wake offensively, that offensive line does such a great job yes. holding its blocks, and it allows them to run that long mesh point that they do, which – really puts the defense on their heels. Defensively, I'm not sold on Wake Forest. Defensively, there's been too many breakdowns. You saw it um, in the Army game. You saw it in the Syracuse game when they almost lost in overtime. So they have questions. They've got to get better defensively. But Wake is a team where, go back to when Jim Grobe was there, and he built that thing through what? 30-year sophomores and fourth-year juniors and fifth-year seniors. Well, that COVID year is really going to help Wake Forest getting everybody that extra year of eligibility. Dave Clawson is building it the same way. Wake is at its best when they can be old and when they can stay old. And last year has kind of allowed them to do that. So they're now in a window where they're going to give some people problems because they're well-coached, they're a developmental program, and what do you need is a developmental program. you got to be older. No question about that. All right, you got Cincinnati and Tulane this week, so that'll be a fun game. Perhaps we'll see you – uh, along the way here with uh, uh, some of our games that remain uh, in November. That would be nice. Uh, uh, unless they're at Hard Rock Stadium, then you're on the other side of the stadium and we're over there in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. 
I was looking for you, and they're like, oh, no, Joe's all the way on the other side. I said, okay, that's good to know. <laughs> we're, we're stuck in the closet. At any rate, um, thanks for joining us here on the show tonight. Greatly appreciate it, and uh, continue the great work. I appreciate it, guys. Take care. See you. Okay, that's Anish Drop joining us from ESPN. Wake Forest, I told you this yesterday, 70 points against Army. What Army, what Army have? Uh, Army had like 54, but Wake Forest scored 70 points in 17 minutes of possession. I think that quarterback threw six touchdowns, didn't he? They had they six of their ten touchdowns were 40 yards or more. They scored one point every, uh, what was it, every 14 seconds. It's insanity. And it's the third most points in school history. And they led you know the who, entire you know, ball game. You know who number one was? What they beat? Who the team number one in Wake Forest history? No. They scored eighty points in 1915 against the Florence YMCA. You get a little bit of everything on this show. Yes. <laughs> Some of it's not even believable. <laughs> I didn't know the YMCA played college football. Well, now you do, Joe. There you go. They scored 80 on the floor. Can you imagine calling that game in 1915? Who were you calling it to? I don't know. There weren't even know. radios, were there? <laughs> I, I guess yeah. not, yeah. They, <laughs> Wait, se- 70 points, a point every 14.8 seconds. All right. Some let me, excitement. Yep. Let me tell you what else is exciting. Speaking of uh, excitement, good word there, Don, good transition. Exciting news. From Williamson Buick GMC, they have announced a limited-time vehicle buyback program right now at Williamson Buick GMC. Stop by, see Ed Williamson, his lovely wife Carol, bring in your pre-owned vehicle, and you know what they're going to do? They're going to buy it back from you. That's right. They're going to buy it back from you. They're going to get you out of your current Ally or GM financial lease contingent of current equity and dealer's final appraisal. And then you're going to get yourself a brand new automobile. You'll get the best trade value the automotive industry has seen in years. You'll avoid lease-end penalties like excess mileage fees and wear and tear. So don't miss this opportunity right here, right now. Schedule your, your appraisal at Williamson Buick GMC, located at US 1 and 104th Street, just south of the Palmetto Expressway, Williamson Buick GMC, your premier luxury dealership. Williamson is Miami. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.